One of the things that uh, so often happens with people is they want something from God. Uh, they need a touch, physical touch, or they need God to intervene in their lives in some way. Something's gone wrong and they get messed up. And they come to God on a basis that almost a challenge. They say to God, well, look, if you'll do this, then. But any promise you make on that kind of condition is always false. And it's not the way to come to God. God doesn't meet us on the basis of what we deserve. He meets us on the basis of his love and grace. And we don't need to bargain with God because there's nothing you can give God tonight that he doesn't already have the right to because he gave it to you in the first place. The only reason you're here is because God gave you life. If you hadn't got life from God, you'd be dead. And you're here because you're alive. Uh, God's a good God. And there's no way ever that he's against you. Um, I hear many people talk, and I was saying this morning to the folk here, that many people talk as though God is somehow a judgmental God, and if you do the wrong thing, he's going to curse you, and anything goes wrong, it's because God's against you, and people pray, and they ask, why did this happen, why did that happen? Well, time and chance, the Bible says, happens to every man. Uh, you're in this world and things go wrong. And when time and chance happens, well, sometimes it's someone else and sometimes it's you. But the good thing is that God will always see you through. If you're a lover of God, he's on your side. Now, I'm talking of those who know Jesus Christ. I want to make it plain, there's two types of people. There's only one way to God, that's through Jesus Christ. You can't come to God any other way. I will only pray for the sick in the name of Jesus. There's no other way to come to God the Father but by Jesus Christ. Uh, there's not many ways to God, there's only one way. That's it. Uh, there's no such thing as another God. It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, three in one. And Jesus Christ came to redeem you from your sin. He came to heal your diseases. He came to deliver you. But Jesus is alive. He was crucified then and buried. The third day he rose again from the dead. We're worshiping a living God, not a dead God. And that's the difference between a Christian and someone who wants to worship a heathen god. And that's it. There's only one true God. There's only one name under heaven whereby men can be saved. The name Jesus. There is no other name. And if you try and get salvation by another, you're going to be sadly disappointed. There's no one who paid the price of sin. There was no one who was sinless save Jesus. There was no one who had power and authority to heal the sick and raise the dead, save Jesus. And those who come in his name. And so we worship a God who's above all. 
and everyone's going to have to bow the knee. I remember one time uh, in the church, a Hindu woman was carried in, and uh, she was dying of cancer. She'd in a terrible state, and she lay in the front here on a stretcher. She'd got cancer in her stomach, in her bones, in her lungs, and they'd send her home to die. She hadn't eaten for two months, and she was in a terrible state. They could only now moist, moisten her lips, and she couldn't take anything at all. And she lay there, because I'll only pray in the name of Jesus. That's it. And I got down and prayed for her, and she looked up at me, and she said, all the pain's gone. And she got up, and she began to walk up and down, and she was completely healed of her cancer. She went back to the hospital, had proper CAT scans, no cancer in her body. Jesus Christ is a healer, but it's only Jesus. I don't want you to think, I'm not a spiritist, I'm not a medium, I can't heal anyone. I never have, I never would, I never could. But I know someone who can. His name is Jesus. And he lives in me. And he's a good God. He's not against you, he's for you. But it means you're going to have to do something with your life. You're going to have to turn around and change. If you came here and you think you can get something from God without a change, I've got news for you. You're wrong. If you think you can con God, I want to tell you this, he looks on the human heart and he knows exactly what you're thinking, he knows exactly what your motives are. That's the way God is. My God is a smart God. Anyone with common sense knows that creation has to be. I don't believe you came from a jellyfish. I just don't believe it. I don't believe everything happened by chance. I can't look out on creation and believe there isn't a God who created it. It's impossible. It's amazing things people have believed. Nowadays, they actually go and they stand on railway stations and believe a train's going to come. <laughs> <laughs> they stand there in hope. You know, three weeks later, someone turns up, but there we are. But I want to tell you, in your life, there's one Jesus, and he's true. What he says is true. He's a good God. We have a Jesus who heals. We have a God who's able to take care of things, and we've got a God in whom we can trust. And what he says is true. You know, man promises you lots, but doesn't come up with the goods. Jesus speaks, and what he says, he always performs. And you'll read in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, what God's looking for 
is each one of us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. In other words, you're not entitled to your life. God gave you life. What have you given him? You're not entitled to live any way you want to live. God is making it clear that because he gave you life, your reasonable service is to present yourself to him and allow him to work out his perfect will in your life. And many, many people come and they say to God, well, you know, I want to give my heart to God. I want to do this. I want to do that. But listen, you've got to present your whole being to God. Not just your disease, he doesn't need your disease, he came to heal you. He doesn't need your words, he hears words of men all the time. God wants more than words, he wants action. God wants more than promises, he wants life. He wants you to live according to his will. And always there comes a point where people need facing up. I want to face you tonight with reality. If you want God to meet your needs, you want God to heal you, you want God to deliver you, he can do all of that. But what he says, and Paul wrote and he said, look, you've got to do something too. You've got to present your body as a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service. You've got to come and you've got to dedicate your life to the God who gave you life. You've got to realize that in this life there's a two-way. Jesus Christ came to earth. He was crucified, dead and buried. The third day he rose again from the dead. He bore your sin and my sin on the tree at Calvary. He paid the price that you might be forgiven and he also prayed the price that you might be healed and he is the healer but in order to receive the benefits of salvation and in order to receive the benefits of life you have to do something you've got to change your lifestyle it's no good thinking you can come in here you can ask God to do something and you can walk out there and you can say thank you very much I'll live my life my way it's not on and so Paul writes to the Corinthian church and he says hey you've got to do something you've got to present your body as a living sacrifice you can't just get away with going your own way and then he goes on in verse 2 and he says, you're not to be conformed to this world. But you'll be to be transformed. There's got to come not only a change in your life, but a change in your thinking. And God wants us to know there's a hope. But you've got to change your whole thinking, your whole attitude, your whole lifestyle. And inside, it's what you think governs what you are. And God said, you can't be conformed to this world. We're not to be like those people out there. We're not to be in the swim of it. God wants us to live in reality, in truth. That's the important thing. And so your mind's got to be transformed. 
You've got to start thinking, the only way to do that is to read your Bible and find out what God says. It's not enough to commit yourself. You've got to learn what is the truth. What is really true? Then I want to live by the truth. I don't want to live by a lie. And so he says, you've got to be transformed in your mind. You've got to know what is the acceptable will of God. What does God want for your life? What is the right way to live? There's a right way of living. And God wants you to know that's it. The law of God is clear, and you can't negotiate it, you can't change it. And so there's a challenge. You've got to find out what is the way of God, what is the will of God for my life and your life. And very plain. There's no way around it. That's why I preach. The good news is God promises to always keep his word. The bad news is if you don't change, you're going to hell. The good news is that Jesus Christ has made a way that you can go to heaven. The good news is he paid the price for your sin and it can be today as though you'd never sinned in your life. From the day of your birth to now, Jesus Christ can wash away your sin and you can have new life in Christ. That's the good news. Bad news is if you don't repent and turn, you will send yourself to hell because you choose to reject the Son of God who bled and died for you and rose again the third day. That'll be your responsibility. No one will be able to say, I never heard because you're here and you're hearing now. And that's it. The times of ignorance God winks at, but he doesn't wink anymore. You know. And I want to challenge you. You see, really it's to do with salvation. It's to do with choice. How are you living? Can you honestly say you live for the will of God? Do you know the word of God? Do you know what God's will is? Do you know your sins forgiven? Do you know it like it's as though you'd never sinned in your life? Have your conscience void of offense? That means you don't have any consciousness of sin. You just have consciousness of the peace of God in your heart and life which passes understanding. If you haven't got that, you're not a Christian. You might be religious, you might be hiding under a cloak of religion, but you're most certainly not a Christian. If you don't know that peace inside, you need to repent. You need to present your body tonight as a living sacrifice to God. And you need to ask God to forgive you, to cleanse you. And you need to make a decision to change your lifestyle. And then you need to be in a church where there's a living witness. God intends us to live right. You know, in this modern society, not being conformed to the world, did you know there's no alternative lifestyle? God doesn't sanction any alternative lifestyle. You either live clean and right, or you're living in rebellion to God, and you'll pay the consequences of it. That's the way it is. 
There's no way you can turn around and say, oh, well, I want to believe something different because it doesn't matter what you want to believe, it's what God says. He's God and he's mighty smart. Look over in John's Gospel in um, chapter 8. John's Gospel, chapter 8. find in verse 28 it says this then Jesus said Jesus unto the uh, unto them when you have lifted up the son of man then shall you know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself but as my father hath taught me I speak these things he that sent me is with me the father hath not left me alone for I do always those things that please him. You know, the reason Jesus knew that God the Father was always with him, he said, I always do the things that please him. I haven't had my own will. I haven't done what I want. I've done what he wants. And if you want to know the presence of God in your life, there's only one way to know it. You've always got to do those things that please him. If you don't do that, forget it. You're on your own. There's only one way of life. You've just got to live to please God the Father. That's how Jesus lived. And if you want to be a Christian, that means a man with Christ within, then you have to live the way Jesus lived. If you don't live that way, don't pretend to be a Christian. I'm telling you, if you don't do what pleases God the Father, then you're living in rebellion to him. And if you live in rebellion to him, you're going to end up, the wages of sin is death. The gift of God's eternal life. But you're going to get the wages of sin unless you get your sin dealt with. Eradicated. Unless you know Jesus as a savior and redeemer, you're on your way to hell. It's a very real place. And if you think it's only for a moment, I've got news for you, it's for eternity. Once you're there, you're not getting out. But you don't have to go there at all. That's why you're here. To hear the good news that your sins can be forgiven and Jesus can save you, redeem you, and you can be totally different from this day on. Now God says you've got to change. That's it. You've got to be transformed. Is that plain? Don't blame anyone else. You are what you are today because that's what you want to be. But you don't have to remain that way. Jesus has made a way where you can get saved, where you can change, and everything can be different. Is that plain? Okay? Sure? You might not like it, but that's the way it is. He's here to heal. But most important of all, he's here for you. Jesus bled and died for you. He rose again on the third day. Now you have a choice tonight. You can do what God said, which is present your body as a living sacrifice. And you can come to God and you say, hey, I need to get my life right. Or you can turn around and say no. But you're saying no to God. And in that day, that'll judge you. The words that I speak to you will judge you in that day. Now that's a choice.
Say, well, I need my body healed. No, you need your spirit right first. You need to get your heart right with Jesus Christ. You need to get your sin dealt with first. If you don't get that right, then eternity is not any prospect for you except eternal damnation. It's far better to get your life healed than just to get your body healed. And when you get your life right with God, then God also quickens your mortal body by his spirit that comes to dwell within you. And God can change everything. And it's as plain as that. Now, I don't know how to make it any more straightforward than that. But I'll try. Because I, I care. I care that people get saved. I care that they change. And I care to confront them. You know, most people came to Jesus in his day because they were sick, because they were desperate. They had nowhere else to go. And they heard of this Jesus who came and was healing the sick and casting out devils. And they thought, hey, and he hasn't changed in 2,000 years. It's the same. And he does the same things today as he did 2,000 years ago. But time after time, when people came, the first thing he said to them, your sins be forgiven you. And then he healed their bodies. He started with the question of sin. Sin is independence from God and living your own way. And that's the issue in your life tonight. That's the issue God wants to deal with. Sin. That's living contrary to his law, contrary to his truth, contrary to his life, independent from him. If you don't live to do the will of God, you're in sin. End of story. You're either on your way to hell or you're on your way to heaven. And every single person in this room is going one way or the other. Every single person in this room has made a choice at some point. But tonight you can change sides and you can get on God's side and get God on your side. Simple as that. Okay? Hello? You understand? You know, I, I want to know you understand, see? You know, I'm talking to you. If you feel I'm getting at you, you're right. If you feel I want to get under your skin, you're right. I, I don't want you to go out this, say, well, I don't know what he talked. I want you to know what I'm saying. Now, if you want to know what hell is, you say, well, I, I, you know, I, I'm not sure about hell. Well, it's in a place where, of eternal damnation where the fires of hell will torment your soul forever. Now, if that's where you want to be for all eternity, separated from God, well, it's there for you. But there's also heaven. There's in the presence of God. There's all the beauty of heaven. And that's there for you if you'll accept the only way to get there, which is through Jesus Christ. The only way to get there is to get your sin dealt with now and accept what Jesus did for you 2,000 years ago.
That's the way in. And the way in is you've got to present your body as a living sacrifice. It's your reasonable service. And you've got to do that which pleases him from this day on. So it's a decision you have to make. Before you leave this room, you've got to make a decision. Now you can make a decision to reject him, or you can make a decision and say, hey, I don't care what anyone else thinks, I better get my life right with God, because do you know you have a tomorrow? I don't. But one thing I do know is I want to be as faithful as I can be to God in telling you, challenging you. It's that simple. Okay? It's not that bad. Is that right? You understand? Understand? You know, you're one or the other. You're either on your way to hell or you're on your way to heaven. You've either had Christ come or not. That's it. And now's your opportunity. Don't want to tell you all that and leave you to go home and think about it. There's no time to think. You know, you, these days they like everyone to think it over. Well, you've no time to think it over. But you have a choice tonight. You can choose to do what God says and present your body as a living sacrifice. You can choose to make a choice to do uh, the choice of changing you can choose heaven you can choose healing you can choose deliverance or you can choose and say well and God's faithful inside because inside of yourself no matter what you think what I've said gets inside but it gets inside uh, and the choice is there and God's by the Holy Spirit is a true and faithful witness and there's no way around it and there's no hiding place no matter how uncomfortable you feel inside God wants to bring comfort and peace and there's no way of getting away from it that's why it's good coming to a church like this you can be confronted simple isn't it so I want to pray for you I want to pray Father I just pray for each one here Lord Jesus you see their hearts you know exactly what's in them Lord only you can take the words and change the inner being of a man I just pray in your mercy and grace you'll reach inside Lord do a miracle for each one